We are PKN episode 60. All right. 60. That's a nice yeah. round number. Isn't it? Dude, I have a topic. Did you see that Japanese streamer who burnt? Yeah, what a fucking dummy. Oh my god. <laughs> Should we try what to an inept human being? He just like so inept. Let me like, lay it out there and tell me if you remember anything differently than I did. So there's a streamer, he's Japanese. Uh, all the description and stuff on the video is in Japanese, so one presumes that's you know the only language he speaks, who knows. And um, he's lighting a lighter or something. I'm not exactly familiar with the device. It looked kind of like a Zippo, but it had what I'm gonna call a reusable match. Like I hadn't seen it before, but it looked like it was a match. Maybe it had flint on the end or something. Did he dip it in oil and keep striking it? Are you familiar no, with this? I, have a, I didn't watch the. I kind of. I was like skipping until I got. I skipped through the thing. Like I, I know everything that happened, but I, the the device I'm not sure about. It sounds a lot like this thing I've got, where you unscrew uh, one part and then you strike it against the other, and you've got uh, like a a match. And the way that thing works is there's flint on the end, and also some like uh, like cotton wick material, and there's flint on the side. This is steel, and it ignites and there's fuel inside the vessel so you've always got a like a weatherproof match and is the match kind of soaked in oil when you're doing this yeah yeah inside that... the vessel that it screws into there's a reservoir of lighter fluid okay so that sounds like it a lot i've never seen one in, in person i don't think and, and uh, i haven't seen the video i'm watching video <laughs> i'm watching him strike it and and i particularly remember it because in america when you strike a match you kind of rub it like that he was striking it like this uh like and I was like, oh, that's interesting. You know, he holds it a different way. Um, little little vi audio video portion for our Patreons. Love you guys so much. <laughs> but um, anyway, he lights the match. And he has what I think is a pile of maybe used napkins or handkerchiefs. Um, the piles maybe, like you could stuff it into a bowl, you know, to give you a, a vibe on the size of it. Maybe it's a little bigger than a bowl because it's fluffy. But, uh, but that's like how much we're dealing with. And for one way or another, he gets it started and the napkins catch fire. And if I recall correctly, the napkins were in front of him. These are like cloth or paper napkins, you know, like toilet paper almost. Yeah. And um, so he picks up all the napkins, fire included, and puts it behind him. Like that's his way of dealing with it. Now he's live streaming this. He's apparently a gaming live streamer. And you're watching it over his shoulder, but he seems to be unaware of the fact that there's flaming napkins behind him. And the fire, when he put it behind him, it was like golf ball size. Like it was a very small fire. And you watch it grow and grow until now you have like a cantaloupe sized fire, maybe even a basketball sized fire behind him over his shoulder. And that's when it gathers his notice, right? That's when he's like, oh, I've got a fire here, right? And there's starting to be like an orange glow in the room because of the amount yeah, of fire It's a light source now, yeah, right? Yeah. And, and it's not like a super high quality camera that handles all these light sources differently. Like it's getting fucked up. It's like it's, it's, like it's, it's you know, backlit Everything's stuff. gold. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, he has what I'm going to describe as now a basketball sized flame of these, um, 
napkin, toilet paper trash, type really. trash. Yeah, it, it, maybe it looked like he was an Amazon user. There's like boxes back oh, there. Yes, like shopping bags. Like maybe like oh those paper grocery bags. Like Dude. all kinds of paper refuse. So yeah, I'm gonna get to that in a moment. So so he picks up this basketball sized fire full of like what maybe he blew his nose 30 times or something, and he puts it behind him by like a wooden closet door on the floor. Now, what Kyle was talking about, he seems to have, pulling a number out of my hat, eight to 12 cardboard boxes scattered across his floor, right? <laughs> it's just a fucking pigsty. Not unsanitary, because they're boxes, but it's a mess. Yeah. And uh, and he takes the, the fire, moves it back, and... The first thing I'm thinking, being sort of a clear-headed bystander, is, dude, get the fuel away. You know, get the fuel away from that fire. The napkins probably would have burnt out into nothing if he just sort of set them on a hardwood floor. He could floor. have left them on the desk where they were burning and left the house. When he came back, the desk would have been scorched and it would have smelled smoky. That's it. I'm but with you. Dead. Yeah. So then he picks up the fire, he puts it on the floor behind him by, like, these wooden closets, and he starts beating it with a... Um, a cardboard box, right? Well, but, I think you're, I think you're, I wouldn't say he beat that fire. Yes. He, he patted that fire on the back. So what I was going to say was, but he did it like such a sissy, right? He was such a pansy. He pretty much fanned the fire, right? Yeah. He's fanning he it. so with lame. Like this guy, there was, there, there was no testosterone. This guy needs to be tested for low T. Like, <laughs> like there was no manliness in him, not a drop. And, and and I don't even want to make this a thing about gender. I know lots of women who would have went in there and stomped that shit out like a grown adult human being. But no, he responds to fire like an animal would, like with confusion. <laughs> I don't think he'd ever seen a fire that big in his I, life. It's quite possible because he handled it like an idiot. And so <laughs> so he was fanning slash padding the fire with a cardboard box. Now, here's the kicker. He realizes that this isn't working, right? And it's clear to me that in a situation like this, you need to sort of get the fuel out. I have a friend who was a, um, a fireman in New York City. His favorite part of the job when dealing with high-rise fires was they'd smash the window. Someone on the ground would make sure that it was clear, like, but they'd smash the window and they'd throw the furniture out the window. It'd fall 80 stories. But that particular aspect of the job he just loved, get the fuel out of the room that's part of it beds pianos benches chairs that shit's gotta go they need an empty room in there because the um like the drywall and a lot of those other things aren't particularly flammable they don't burn well and and if you just get the fuel out you'll have a much easier time putting the fire down back to this guy he did the opposite he pat the fire with the cardboard box and then he left the cardboard box in the fire so now among all the others yeah like, now and, he's he's got that ball of fire you talked about but now it's like two basketballs big yeah it's knee high thigh There's high smoke in the room like mm -hmm. it's getting smoky to the point where he's surely coughing and he just runs away no there's more dude yeah so um then he comes back with a blanket and he's going to smother the fire with the blanket not the dumbest idea especially if it's say a wet blanket but he fans the fire with the blanket for a little while, and then, if I recall correctly, leaves the blanket in the fire. He's just, he's just <laughs> like, this is how you make a fire, not how you put one out. 
And um, now he and his friends start doing, uh, it looks like he has maybe a roommate or a friend or, or a neighbor or something. And he takes I, a, a pot of water, right? Like a, a pot you might make noodles with and, uh, and pours that on the fire. And it goes from like a waist high problem to like a calf high problem. You know, he, he poured it the wrong way. He poured it poorly too. Like he just like spilled it on there instead of like throwing it aggressively. So it might like atomize a bit in the air and spread out over a big area. He just kind of poured it. I, I, I'm personally torn as to what the best way is. You know, if you have a real limited water support, you might want to care for every drop of it, or you might splash it. Yeah, I, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. But um, but he he poured and, it, and it went from like waist high to calf high. Like I felt like if he had poured it and then stomped it like he had a pair, he'd have, he'd have solved the fire. But yeah. he pours it, and then somehow. He allows it to regrow, and he pours it again, and the same. It takes. It's taking him like a minute. It's like he's going out to the well to get that water. Yeah, it's and taking. You said there were two two people, but Japanese people all look alike. So I just thought there was <laughs> the one guy. I thought he was working hard. No, the, were there were two. Guys. They were dressed differently and stuff. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> maybe, he was, maybe he was changing clothes as he ran out of the room. Maybe that, that would explain why he was so slow. It's taking him so goddamn long to come back with that water. So the two of them, the, the other guy only poured the water once, maybe twice. And they're taking turns. But the water, well, every time they pour the water, they make significant progress. But they never seem to follow up the pouring of the water with like the proper beating smothering technique that would take it down to zero. Yep. And um, it's easy by the way, the room is getting smokier and smokier Very through all smoky. of this. By this point, like it's dangerous. The like, camera's having a hard time focusing because yeah. it's not, it's just can't get, what cameras do is they seek edges and then they just sort of adjust until those edges get crisp and nothing's crisp with the damn smoke in the room. And, and you're watching this and it's, ah. And uh, so, oh, and by the way, after the blanket, I don't know if I mentioned that, he leaves the blanket in the fire. Like, like <laughs> I'll did. just leave this here to put it out while I'm gone. And uh, they beat on it for a while. They pour water. And then, you now it takes like a minute for them to come back with water the second time. So you're watching it and a minute goes by and he's not back. And then like <laughs> two minutes goes by and he's not back. And you're like, oh no. Like, and the fire just keeps growing and growing. And it the whole time it's like, well, this is still recoverable if they somehow become competent, right? Yeah. Like if they teleported me to that thing halfway through this series, I'd be like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Water, get out of the way. Prop, get, get out, out of my way. Get, you, get out of the way, and I'm going to be chastising you after this. You know? And, but uh, it's, so anyway, two minutes goes by, three minutes goes by, you realize they gave up on this fire. Yeah. And um, they, they're escaping at this point. They went into escape mode. <laughs> something, yeah, something about it. I could tell it was an apartment as opposed to a yeah. house. Like houses tend to have, like or that. dorm houses tend to have real dedicated rooms, right? But his like, he's streaming here, and behind him is like his living room and something else. Like you can tell the things compact. Oh, he's and, Japanese though. They they have odd living arrangements. Well, it's the Japanese say, thing, but it did seem like an apartment for sure. It it's not hard to say because I have an update. Um, uh, so anyway, I could I I was pretty sure it was an apartment, and also he's Japanese. And I think apartment living is really common. So um, uh, anyway, he abandons it, and the flames just go out of control, and the place gets so smoky until like another minute or two goes by where it just gets darker. And now you're really not even seeing flames as much as it is a light source through the smoke. <laughs> so the apartment building went up. Several people died. Oh, 
Oh shit! Yeah. Oh shit! <laughs> I charged that little bitch with a crime. That's the thing. That's he where is I'm guilty of being a pussy, and the sentence <laughs> should be five years minimum, motherfucker. <laughs> They'll hard you up in prison. When you come out of there, you'll know how to beat a fire down. I guarantee you. <laughs> that guy was oh, I yeah, he's guilty of something. Yeah, he's guilty of a crime for sure. Because it, it, he, he was, I mean, he, he was oh, playing with He's a Minecraft matches, player. We got to get this guy on Woodycraft. That motherfucker was literally playing with matches and burnt down an apartment building and killed people. And the worst part about it is, uh, in large part, it's his incompetence is what's responsible for, the, for, the, for the, the whole accident. Not just his incompetence at playing with matches, which, God, you're a, a fucking adult and you haven't figured out how to play with matches yet. Like, I, I play with matches all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and as far as putting fires out, like, I feel like I've got a lot Dude. more fire experience than the average person. I, I, uh, I was... Go ahead. I have a couple gifts. Um, here, I'm going to link you. There's just right. two here, but they describe part of what we see. So look at how small that first GIF is, right? It, for, for people on audio only, what you see is a guy take an empty water bottle as if there were water in it and try to put it on what I'm calling a basketball-sized flame. If there's so little water in there, it, you wouldn't even bother with it if you're thirsty. Right. If there, I can't tell. It might be 100% empty. Oh, no, I can see. There's a little bit. A water bottle where the bottom, like, quarter inch has Not even water. that. It's, yeah. a, it's just an infinitesimal amount. <laughs> now, at it's this point, such a though, small fire. It's very easy to put that fire out at this point. You sat on it, game over. It's done. Yeah. And, and it wouldn't burn him a bit. <laughs> and, That's and how fire works. Now, scroll down to the next one where you see the back uh -huh. of the chair. Yeah, he's building his campfire. Right? Like, look at him. He's padding it with a box, but he's really just setting the box on fire. And by he the really way, is padding it. he leaves the box there. Shocking. Like, and... Uh, Shocking. I'm I mean, to... I, I knew all this, but watching it again, I'm just... I'm amazed by, by the ineptitude. Those are the only two gifts I have of it right here. It's... The video's there at the top. I wonder, like, I, I kind of feel like at some point there's a crossover between incompetence and arson, right? Like, filmed this. This was live streamed. So, so, all right. So I don't call this, I wouldn't call this arson. He didn't mean to do this. Uh, he's, he's just the biggest, first of all, he's the biggest pussy of all time. He really is. Like, mm. like. Like, before this happened, like, I would beat the fire out with my bare hands. Like, it just wouldn't happen. Mm -hmm. and, and, and by the way, the, the burns you would get from doing so would be minor. Having it's had at least five campfires with Kyle, I can tell you, both he and I would have handled this situation without a problem. We, we, we both know how to start and There's put out a fire. There's video evidence of our fire stomping. Remember when we set the field on fire at my place? And oh, we're yeah. Both yeah, that, yeah. Dude, each of those fires were a bigger problem than this one, and yeah. they were separated by 100 feet each. You know? They, they, they're, they're, they're 500 yards apart, and we still put that shit out. I own a flamethrower. I know a thing or two about putting fires out. <laughs> and uh, this guy knows nothing. That... He really, it, like, I feel like whatever his lifestyle is, whatever lifestyle leads to the kind of grown man, and he is a grown man now that I look 30? at him. 30? I mean, he's Japanese and looks like that. He's, he's probably 45. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, 
He's an eight. He, he is a grown man. Definitely. He's got a five hitter, six hit. Like that's not a four hit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's definitely in his thirties or forties or something like that. And 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 whatever lifestyle this guy has lived up until this point has led him to be such a pussy that he's completely incapable of putting out the the a minor fire. I mean, it's just. I mean, he, if he'd hit it with a shoe or a magazine mm-hmm. and hit it, like like when he's trying to hit the fire, like I imagine myself doing it, like bang, bang, yeah, bang, yeah, like different angles and like using the bottom of it to like crush out individual portions and then stomping and then just like by just just doing what I described would have killed it by seventy percent. But he's mm-hmm. just he pats it and then he leaves the fuel there to to yeah. to burn. Completely incompetent and. Like I said, it's borderline arson. I don't know. Died, huh? That's awful. Yeah, I want to get. I heard that from Chiz, so I'm looking for a confirmation source. But he like, you know, like, hey, update on that. Shit. Um, well, that's absolutely awful. Did you see the? Uh, you ready for a new topic? I I, I kind of just wanted to confirm. Okay. <laughs> Watching in real life recreation of a fire in The Sims. All panic and bad decisions as the fire spreads. These articles are great, but I wanna, I wanna know the update. Here's Kotaku. Is this a reputable news source? I feel like Kotaku is. I I, I keep hearing how they're like. I read a lot of the articles there. I thought it was like so a gaming website. The live streamer. All right. So according to one news report. It's a house. The house's second floor caught fire. The 40-year-old live streamer, his 73-year-old mother, and 68-year-old father and 62-year-old relatives all sustained injuries. We hope they're not serious. So that combats what Chiz told me. Yeah. So it looks like he, his father, his mother, (laughs) and his relative were all hurt. Those people were so stupid and inept that they managed to get burned by that fire that we were just watching burn on live stream. They weren't able to get out of the house in the 10 minutes that ensued even. <laughs> this means that 30 minutes later, when the fire finally started smoking out the downstairs and, and stuff started burning in too, they were still there to get hurt. Like, like, <laughs> I feel like these people don't deserve oh. to live. Like, now, we don't need them. This one says it is a apartment. Well, shucks. I really wish I understood. Conflicting reports here. Yeah. He's... In any case, he is. Com- that was embarrassing the way he handled that fire. Yeah, I guess I, we'll have to follow it up some other time. I, I can't seem to. It seems like all these people writing stories didn't see much more than the video. Like, I need yeah. some reporting afterwards that. Uh, this one says no one is believed to have died. I don't know. So. Uh, but yeah, dude, that, that guy's been on my mind. He's an idiot. Um, that's that. Um, um, did you see this, uh, MMA fighter shit himself? I did. I even have a joke for it. I've got the video here if you want to watch it. Okay. Let's I'm watch it together. Too. It's not very long. All right. Uh, hold on. I really need a PKN big screen so it doesn't mess the thing up. But are you ready? Set. Play. All right, so now there's a guy, one's clearly beating the other. He's on his knees, ground and pounding. The guy who's on the bottom tries to get some sort of takedown, but he's getting guillotined, and you can, you can see it now. There's poop on his pants. 
There's yeah, poop on has, his pants. He has shat through MMA shorts. So he tapped out. Yeah, he's wearing like board short style MMA shorts. And yeah. he's standing up, and the, is the opponent who just beat him is sort of treating him respectfully. He goes to pat his back. Now he steps back. He's like, you are shitting yourself. There is poop falling out of his short legs. And, and the, the ref, like, even the ref nah. is like, no, no, nah. this is not my job. Dude, there's... Blood, sweat, tears, brother. No shit. No shit. <laughs> there's poop all over. <laughs> he's, he's leaving a trail like a dog that stepped in shit. It's a very watery poop. And the crowd has cued in on it now. And they are laughing. <laughs> and they are really getting, uh, they're really, they're really laughing at him a lot. And... <laughs> Oh, and then the camera person zooms in on the shit. Oh, oh my god. god! Oh, there's like chunks in there. Why would he eat this before fighting? So that when now, I read about it before I had heard about before I saw it, I was gonna say that oftentimes these fi fighters take diuretics so they can make weight. Uh huh. But he doesn't look like he made weight at all. <laughs> no, he's like he's fighting in some sort of. Super heavyweight class. Yeah, he's, he's fighting in some sort of weight doesn't matter class. Both he and his opponent, this is an amateur thing, not UFC. Now, now the video just ended because he had to make this walk of shame in front of the crowd. But if you go to a minute and nine seconds, let's, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get there and pause. I, make it a minute and seven. That's better. Apologize. Let me get there. I'm going to go to a minute. Oh, God. <laughs> I think I know seven. what you're going to refer right. to. Oh, I'm in the wrong. Um, so, so, so at a, one minute and seven seconds, you can see some members of the audience are polite enough to avert their eyes, right? Look at the guy on the left. He's yeah. got gloves on. He's got gloves on, so he's like a cut man, or maybe he works there. He's, he's, he's working right now. Averts his eyes. Guy next to him, blue hat, probably also because of the row of seats they happen to be in and that see. rail behind them. You, these you, guys are these guys work at the show. A 107, you say. I'm at 108. Let me back up a bit. Yeah, 107, you can see, like, there's a rail there that's clearly yeah, separating yeah, yeah. fans from people who are part of the show in some mm -hmm. way. Both those guys averting their eyes. Guy in the background standing, gloves, averting his eyes. Everyone, now, let's, let, let's play and then let it roll for a second or two. And you can see, look, <laughs> the guy in the blue hat is covering his nose, of course. <laughs> the woman and the douchebag with the phone, the woman's pointing, douchebag with the phone is recording. And every and as they walk, more and more of the audience is taking their peek and looking. The, <laughs> the nicest of them all, this gorgeous blonde chick who just completely zones out, says "fuck it," and looks at her phone the whole time. Everybody else, like, yeah, and, and they really clear the way for this guy as he walks too. <laughs> uh, oh, dude, it's so embarrassing, and, and the crowd's laughing and booing, and like people going, you know, yelling, "He shit himself" and stuff. You know he where you learn a move like Colorado. that. You know where you learn that move? Tell me. In self-defeces class. Ah, yeah, self-defeces class. You <laughs> saw yourself to prevent the rape. Is that is that? Is that yes, it? from uh, from the league. This. Self He's practicing self-defeces. Ah, I see. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think he's from Colorado, and that fight was in Virginia. Uh, uh, it was like a small. You know, I, I'm sure it's a sanctioned thing, but you know, a small, uh, small league show. or whatever oh, you want to call it. Doing it again. Um, but that's got to be, you know, I, at first, I guess he probably got got out of there and like took a shower and was and somebody was like, "Look, Bob, don't worry. Like, nobody's <laughs> gonna know about this. Like, we're in Virginia for Christ's sakes. Nobody back home will hear about this." <laughs> and here it is, like super viral. Oh. This guy shitting himself, and I can relate to this. Like, while I have never shat myself in a sporting event or really otherwise where i just shat my pants full on like that like he full on shat himself mm -hmm. um 
while that's never happened to me, I mean, you know, shit does happen. Like, I can understand an emergency. What I don't understand, unless it's that thing you mentioned with the diuretics, although that is some chunky poop. That's the thing about, that's why I don't say diuretics. That's some chunky poop. I it feel was like this, a mess. I, uh, he ate a full meal. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe Joe would be a good I want to ask Joe. Oh, I, we know what he eats. He eats a light meal that doesn't upset his stomach, and he tries to go into the fight just kind of slightly hungry. So he's not yeah. bloated. That it's that's exactly how I would go into athletic competition. Of course, I never yeah. did anything like Joe, but I know the scoop. You know, if you're from preparing though, you know, I, I like I imagine like if if I had to fight tomorrow, like if I actually if I was like yeah noon tomorrow, I gotta fucking fight that guy. Mm -hmm. Like I wouldn't go into that with a full bladder or a full. No, bowel. sometime at nine thirty, ten o'clock, you'd have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, nice sugary, energetic protein meal. You get something in your belly to to fuel you and. Uh, and then by the time it's noon, you're not hungry, but you know you're not you're your bloated. Of you. you don't you don't want to be carrying around some poop when you go into battle. Yeah, you don't want to be it's feeling flat and you know like insulin. You want your stomach and, full for sure. What yeah. Are you, what are you punches in the stomach? I always like feeling a little hungry before a swim meet. Like I, it's you know, it's my time to swim. I could use a bite. I nailed it. Like mm. that. That's how I liked it. Um, Probably some biochemical reaction to being a little hungry before physical activity. Even your body know. probably kicks in and tries a little harder, dude. So I think we have our house sold. Right. Um, we we got an offer. We accepted the offer, and then after that, there's a bunch of things that happen. If you've never bought or sold a house before, I know you have, uh, but uh, people listening maybe haven't. After the price is agreed to, a home inspector comes, and he's gonna find stuff. He always does. He has to justify his price. It's his job to find stuff. And um, uh, there's other stuff. Oh, and the appraiser has to agree that the amount you're paying for the price is fair. The appraiser works for the mortgage company. And uh, what they don't want to happen, for example, is you to be like, all right, I'll pay half a million for the house. And then if the appraiser says, oh, this thing's worth 300K, then the bank knows that if you default, they're going to lose money. They want to know that what you're paying is it so the appraiser kind of like maybe worked with us you know he's like uh what improvements have you made to the house since you bought it last and my real estate agent is like all right you know he's trying to you know figure out if the price works and such uh compared to comps and whatnot and the appraisal went fine and so they appraised it at what, at what they're paying and now that's good then we had some repairs and the repairs were like four grand which was you know, I was expecting like 1500 So um, I went through and I, I didn't like what our contractor, like $450 in stuck windows. He's like, for $450, we'll go around, etc. Now, I knew we had just had, we had every wall painted in the place. Like, so the whole interior of the house was just freshly painted. Like, that's what it is, you know? I went around the house. Unstuck every window. We're good to go. They asked for, um, apparently you're supposed to have a drain in the crawl space. Now, our crawl space is sealed. It's beautiful. It's not my current house, but the one I'm selling. You could eat in there. It, it actually, it's um, insulated, but not between the house and the crawl space, between the crawl space and the ground and in the walls. And then there's a duct for heating and air conditioning. The crawl space is heated and air conditioned, so the air is always beautiful. It had rained here, unprecedented. North Carolina broke a record for the number of consecutive days with rain, right? So we had 14 days in a row of rain. And the home inspector is there while Hurricane Jaqueen is overhead. And there's not a drop of water in the crawl space. 
and he's saying that we need it to be, um, we need to install drainage in there. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah, we spent thousands making that thing fresh. It's the nicest crawl space you'll ever find. 14 days of consecutive rain, a brand new record and a hurricane overhead and there's no water. And you're saying we have to handle water? Like, so they agreed. Basically, I went through, I fixed some little things and I agreed to fix some things, like have a contractor and like certified fix it. And um, they agreed to everything. Mm. So uh, now, like, we're golden. Uh, if, if you get to this stage, 98% of the time, according to my real estate realtor, uh, it goes through and, uh, and we'll be set. And I look forward to That's not good. having that house because it's like a point of stress. Like something could go wrong or I'm, like, no one's in it right now. Uh, it's not a huge financial drain because it's paid for, but it is something of one. There's electricity and things and whatever. So uh, uh, I look forward to it being gone. What are you gonna what are you gonna invest that money into? Any plans? Yep. Uh um what I'll do is I'll look at the delta between the money we've saved for Hope's college account now and what we would need to fully fund it and make sure that it's either nothing or fill the gap. You know, so we've saved I think I've already saved enough to send her to college for four years. But if we haven't depends which one she what well, if she gets a scholarship somewhere very expensive, but it's not a full scholarship? I've told her the deal. Um, we use UNC. She gets, as, to go, she gets like a quarter scholarship to Berkeley. We've used UNC as a benchmark, right? UNC is a very good state school okay. in the area. And I was like, I will fully fund, you, fully fund that school. Room, board, tuition, etc. Free ride. Um, if you choose to go to some like $40,000 a year private school... Um, and and she has good grades. She's honor roll, National Honor Society, all that stuff. But she doesn't look like she has Harvard grades. If she had Harvard grades, I'd probably buck up and make that happen. But uh, if for some reason she chooses like University of Tennessee, which is a perfectly good school, but only equivalent to the ones in North Carolina, like UNC. Uh -huh. The only she difference can, is it's out of state and more expensive. She can pay the gap. That's the deal. So, um, uh, sounds fair. yeah, so that, that's, that's the, the deal that I laid out for her. I will pay for, you know, a very good in-state school. And if she chooses something that costs double that or whatever, and wants to travel, she wants to go to university to Hawaii. Yeah. You pay the extra, you pay the gap. That's uh, so that's the deal. So I'm going to take some of the money from the home and set it aside and make sure that that's a solved problem. And I no longer have to concern myself with her college account. Um, some of it will go to a pool. I think we'd like to have a pool for this house. Uh, um, I put 50 grand a year aside for my retirement. I'll do that. I do that every year. Um, I don't know. Probably S&P 500 for, the, for their rest. So, um, yeah, that's where it'll go. Nothing really exciting. The pool's kind of exciting, I guess. Yeah, the pool is very cool. Yeah. I, I, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how that turns out. Because either... You know, you can go very generic with the pool, and you can go very crazy with the pool. Like, like pools are as cool as, or as ex pools are as expensive as you want them to be. Dude, we've gone up and down the flagpole on this pool idea for a while. So, one idea is to get a basic pool put in, and then use it, see how we use it, and expand to build around it. You know, another idea is all at one time build the pool, and then. Like picture some masonry around it, like an, what they call an outdoor kitchen, like a granite countertop, a barbecue, a grill, 
you know, a nice grill, a sink and like a built-in fridge or something like that, a fireplace. Um, maybe a, some sort of screen for a projector TV out there. Like that guy out in Texas with the ranch has the most amazing backyard set up like that. Yeah. Like he's got a custom made swimming pool. That's like 25 feet deep, I think in the deep end. So he can <laughs> high dive. I love his, that. His back porch ends and it's just a drop off down to it. So he can like do legit diving off his, uh, his, his deck, well, I guess. That guy could buy and sell me, uh, <laughs> but that's, so we've talked about that. We've also talked about an indoor pool of sorts. Like it doesn't necessarily have to be like a full on grotto style. Like, I don't even know what that word means, but I picture like a, that's like an underwater cave situation. Yeah. Like that's what Playboy I'm trying mansion. to say. Right. Yeah. It doesn't have to be that. But what if it was like a greenhouse with um, like an iron, a cast iron stove in there and it, and it was heated. And so you just basically, you know, you could warm up the air and not too long and uh, the pool's heated and it would turn an outside North Carolina pool into like a 10 month a year pool. Right. You know, just to like sort of add to it. And I'm not sure that's even that much more expensive than, um, you know, the kitchen projector thing which would be more of a eight month a year pool yeah um, so uh there's that's... A, like that's like i said you can go i don't know i guess you could get a pool for like ten thousand dollars or you can get a pool for a hundred thousand dollars that's kind of where it goes yeah so what we need to do is meet with a pool person and uh a pool man a pool man or a couple pool men and um and just sort of talk pools and see what they say. And here's the thing. So when I use a pool, I feel like what I do is I dive in the pool, I get out, I dive in, I get out, etc. or jump in, you know, it's like my most common activity. I'm splashing around, jumping in, etc. Uh, it turns out most people who have pools, what they do is they kind of stand around or they play sports in it. And you have a decision to make in your pool, right? It's not going to be a uh, you know, like community L-shaped giant pool. Some people have a, a sports pool where the bottom is maybe it's like seven feet deep and the sides are like three and it just sort of declines like a V-shape almost. And mm -hmm. uh, you can play volleyball there. You can play basketball. You can do whatever. That's a thing. Um, some people have all shallow end because that's the good end. And they're like, if you have all shallow end, it's all good. If you have a diving pool, which is eight feet deep, God, you spend a lot of time from like five to eight and no one likes that part of the pool. But I think I do like that part of the pool. So I'm really trying to figure out what I think. I like both parts of the pool. I like playing like uh, like sports games in the shallow end. That's fun. Mm -hmm. But I also like like throwing like we used to throw coins like we right, throw a lot of coins, um, just lots of coins. And I do. That's what I do the whole day with dot was dive. Like I didn't I would always have ear infections because everybody else wanted to splash in the shallows. And I wanted to see how many quarters I could get off the bottom before I ran out of air. <laughs> now, Colin's 12. So it makes me wonder, like, how long is quarters on the, like, just fast forward two years. He's 14. All of a sudden, quarters in an eight-foot pool are not Blow a Blow sticks at night. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I, I mean, I, think, I feel like you could get both, though. I mean, if you've got a pool, man, you're having, like, a custom pool built, which I think is the way to go. Um, you know, you could be like, give me three more extra feet of shallow in. How much would that cost? You know, like three of right, you know, right. Bump keep, it on, keep extending it on out. You I, could have both. You know, just yeah. And then really and, do anything you want. And then they say like, hey, the cost of heating, maintaining, 
you know, putting the like chemicals in and stuff, it's based on volume. So if you have an eight foot pool that's you know forty feet long, all of a sudden you're talking about a lot of water. Are you well, sure I think you, you want to salt, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that's pretty much what everyone does nowadays. Yeah, no chemicals anymore. Just uh, salt. I, I, I'm not an expert. I really think they use chlorine to make the salt or something like that. Like it, mm -mm. big bag of salt. It's, it sounds like you know more about this than me. I, I just read about it online for uh, whatever an hour a couple weeks ago or something. I'm no expert, but um, yeah. So anyway, they, they, or or what is salt? Like chlorine iodide or something? Sodium chloride, isn't it? Sodium chloride. I don't. They they or made it, it seem to me like you put the chlorine and freaking shock it and it turns into salt. I don't know. I don't know. But there's some sort of machine that still happens, like with salt. You say no, totally no. I, oh, I'm trying to find out if sodium, if salt is sodium chloride because I don't. Re so. Sodium chloride. You oh, are right. Okay. Yeah. And um, anyway, so I'm no expert, and we need a pool guy. And here's the thing. So, uh, Chiz got me into Adam Carolla's show. Adam Carolla has a TV show or had a TV show called To Catch a Contractor. Have you ever heard of it? Yeah, yeah. I've heard him talk about it on his podcast. The premise of it is they go to a homeowner. The guy's had really bad experience with a contractor. And Adam Carolla, who was a, he did, he was like a builder or something when he was 20, something like that, a long time ago. And he gets a, his sidekick is like a current contractor. And they look at how bad the contractor is, and they bring the contractor in, and they're like, explain what a fuck-up you are. You know, why would you install a hot water heater with natural gas headed to it in an earthquake area with no straps on it? And Because uh, I've never seen straps for a hot water heater. There's no earthquakes in North Carolina, I think. And, um, but in, North Carol in California, you're supposed to... And they just go through... Look at this sunlight. This thing leaks. And they, like, take a five-gallon bucket of water. They pour it out. And, like, two of the gallons make it in the house. They're like, this is ridiculous. You've got no weather stripping, etc. And then they go and they have the contractor perform the fixes. And uh, in some cases, the contractor's, like, right. You know, he's like, no, I didn't want to do it that way. Look, I had them sign here and I had them sign here. And they forced me to do it this way. And I said it won't work. And I, you know, I, I made it. And the, the contractor had all his eyes dotted and T's crossed to where, at which point, Adam is like to the homeowner, "Wait a minute, you're the problem here." <laughs> you know, like, and that was fun to see. Anyway, that show has helped me hire contractors. We're gonna have wow. for the stable. We're gonna have someone else do the the doors. Um, this is what. Yeah. So there's gonna be a garage door, which is like eight feet wide. And then 17 and a half feet wide, like a roll-up, like commercial door, yeah. and motorized. And that's not the kind of thing that like regular people typically like know. Like a chain that on the side, maybe too. Like that, but on a motor. Yeah. Yeah. Because the motor, I'm curious. I like so so I don't like like. But for for me, I really enjoy using the chain because it's like because because of the gears and the mechanism. You're you're able to lift that really heavy fucking door like almost effortlessly, and it's just fun to do. I enjoy using the chains on my doors. Um, the reason is I'm almost always going in and out on a tractor, and uh, it's it's like that's what that door is for. So the tractor can come in and out, or the lawnmower can come in and out. So with the tractor climbing in and out of it, it 
It's like three times as hard as a car. Not hard, but a pain in the ass to climb down and like put the brake on and all that stuff. With a um, lawnmower, with a zero turn lawnmower, it's still a pit. Like you got to put the parking brake on, turn the PTO off, put the thing on, put the, I guess I said parking brake, but emergency brake. And, and then like you get off and you reverse the process and it sucks. You really want a remote to open it like a garage. You know, it's, it'd be like having a, manual garage door for a car but three times harder because getting yeah. out is a way bigger <clears> deal um with a car you kind of just put it in park and walk away with these farm equipment there's like five steps to perform to make the engine not turn off and uh um so and anyway you, mess up, you might kill yourself <laughs> well yeah i guess so it's really nice to be able to do it from your seat i'd love to have a garage door opener on the tractor and just walk so out. I got a couple of stories. I, the first one's kind of quick and not even that funny, but it's kind of interesting. My, so my dad has this guy who helps him. Uh, it works with him, I guess. And the guy has really poor health. He's, he's getting pretty old now, into his late 60s, I guess. And uh, he's, um, he's supposed to be in the hospital right now, but he literally just left under, on his own recognizance. And he's over there working. And the other day, he's, um, he'd been working on a lawnmower at my dad's shop and he fixed it finally and he was going to take it home so he borrows my dad's truck uh trailer and he's going to take it to his house and immediately jackknifes the the truck and trailer the back left yeah the back right bumper of the truck goes into the trailer smushes in messes up the fender does about a thousand dollars worth of damage is this related to him just getting out of the hospital on his own recognizance He's yeah, probably. I mean, I doubt he can turn around without pain. You know what I mean? Like, like he's just he shouldn't have been doing it. He mm. just shouldn't have been doing it. Um, um, and, and so today, uh, my cousin Scott and I are sitting there just just bullshit and just sitting under the shelter talking. And uh, and that guy comes up and he says, there's a tree down in your dad's driveway. Uh, I'm going to go get it so the, the construction guy can get in and out of the driveway. And I'm like, uh, uh, okay. And it, it, but he wasn't really asking permission. He was just letting me know what he was doing. And he gets on my dad's newer tractor um, and just takes off. And he's in like C1. Whoa! Like, like which is, C1's a pretty high gear. And it's uh -huh. too high for him to be like putting around in the middle of the yard. He's like, whoa! And he takes off with this thing. I look at Scott. I'm like, that's not good, is it? And he's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, Dad caught him before he could get all the way to the driveway because it's really steep. Dad was like, I saw him coming down the road in that fucking tractor. <laughs> He's like, I had to get him off of it. This is the 50 horsepower John Deere, roughly? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't, it's 45, 50, something like that. It's the, the bigger, uh, newer one that he's gotten. Mm -hmm. um, that, and then Scott was telling me about his job. So he, I didn't know it, but he works like all over the nuclear reactor and sometimes he goes into sensitive areas where he has to wear a radiation type suit and respirators and stuff and he'll wear um uh a rim meter thing mm -hmm. that on his on his vest and he's got one that's for the day in case he like gets exposed to a radiation immediately and he's got one that's cumulative for like the whole year and he said he's allowed to have like 500 millirims a year or something like that and uh, but anyway, he's talking about this whole process they have to go through where they go into like a locker room and they strip down either to your underwear or bare ass. And then you get into the suit you're going to work in. Can I interrupt? In. Yeah. I, I, I once read about a guy who had that like cumulative thing, but I think his was on his helmet. And he's in this pipe that's like hot with radioactivity. 
And I don't know about Scott, but when this guy met his yearly like radioactivity exposure, he couldn't work anymore like until the next year, but they kept paying him. So what does he do? Just fucking puts his forehead on the pipe, builds the thing up to be his yearly thing, and then gets the rest. He put his forehead on something radioactive. Take it off. And <laughs> so he's just, you know, doing this <laughs> until it's so hot. He's, he's taking the radiation straight to his brain. <laughs> <laughs> and now and he's like, I outsmarted him. Now I get off for the rest of the year. Scott said that there's parts of that place where the pipes, like the coolant pipes that are like all around you in some places are just covered with lead blankets everywhere. Just like jerry-rigged nuclear radiation protection. He said the floor will just be multiple lead blankets stacked on top of each other that you're walking on. So you've hmm. got to watch your footing. Um, and, uh, and so anyway, they're in this locker room where they strip down naked or to your underwear and you get in the suit you're going to be in. He said that because if you get exposed to anything uh, or even a little bit, like not even a dangerous amount, if you get anything on you, then you just lose all your clothes. He's like, and I like my underwear. <laughs> so <laughs> he's, he's like, so I stripped down bare ass whenever I do it. He said, we're all in there, you know, and, and, uh, and I, I looked around. Everybody was kind of like turned away and kind of like put their dicks away. And I was just like, what's going on? And, and the guy next to me was like, mm, mm. and he's, he's like, I looked, turned around, looked around the room. I was like, what? what? He's like, mm, oh. He's like, I looked again. I was like, dude, what the fuck are you trying to tell me? Just spit it out. And he's like, used to be a girl. <laughs> <laughs> There's a guy in there working on the force who apparently used to be a girl and is now a, a guy. And I was asking about that. He, he said, well, I saw her last year and she was sort of a short tomboy type girl. Um, and, but now she's a man. And I was like, well, well, does she have a dick? And he's like, oh, yeah, she's got a dick. <laughs> he's like, he's like, she flopped it out. He's like, it must have been 10 inches. He, he's, he's like, he's like, I put mine away. He's like, I, he's like, he's like I, I couldn't stand up to that. He's like, it put mine to shame. Was this Scott was or like, the guy telling the story? Scott. Scott okay. saw the dick. Scott saw the dick. And I'm like, are you sure it was a dick? It was attached? He was like, I looked pretty good. It was attached. And I was like. Maybe it was a fake dick that she's wearing. Like, like in that, I was like, I don't think, I was like, what would they even make a dick out of? Like, she'd have to have one meaty pussy for them to form a 10-inch cock out of it. Like, they got to cut all your toes off to form that much of a cock. Like, they, How do they even make it? Because, like, like, the, like, the inside of a pussy is a little bit like the inside of your cheek, right? That would be like a, a, a burn victim's penis or something. I don't know. I know a little bit about male to female sex transition surgery. They're, they're in a way sort of turning your dick inside out yeah, and, and shoving like it up it into in you. And, and, yeah, and you yeah. have to have these like vaginal dilators that you wear that keeps that cavity, which is your pussy, from you know healing back together. And it's a whole thing. Mm -hmm. um, I, I've seen some evidence on Reddit which suggests that occasionally they are highly effective surgeries. But as far as like forming a dick. Like, we were all sitting around talking about this today, and we're all bathed, just swimming in ignorance around <laughs> the subject. So, like, my dad's like, maybe they get it off a, a cadaver. Maybe they, <laughs> maybe they stuck some dead man's dick on her. And I was like, you know, I'd like a black dick if I had to choose. I was like, if I was going to do that, I think there's a lot of women out there who, like, want a black man. Like, that's kind of a thing that they fetishize. Um, but, they, but they just wouldn't. They, they, they just wouldn't for whatever reason, cultural stigma or what have you. I was like, but if I had a black dick, 
I think that'd be okay. <laughs> I'm going to look into this. I'm going to find out if I can get me one of them black dicks that they're swinging around just attaching to That would explain girls. the 10-inch thing, too. Well, it was white. It was a white cock. I, that, mm. that was confirmed. He said he didn't get a great look at it, but he definitely like, 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 like looked at it long enough to determine that it was... And I'm just befuddled by the whole thing because, first of all, I wasn't aware that that was a thing that was done. I know that... I have seen where like women are on enough testosterone, their clitoris turns into kind of a small penis. Like that's kind of what a clitoris is to begin with, mm-hmm. and it gets like like that long in extreme cases. It seems like hmm. maybe that long, but still, it's not a dick, and it's certainly not ten inches of steel. <laughs> and that's what he was describing. He, he's like when she when he took off his underwear. He was like, it flopped out. He's like, he must have had it like curled up like a fucking <laughs> elephant trunk or something like that. Because this thing was like, presenting like, itself out of nowhere. And so, so I told him, I was like, dude, you got to go back and do some research on this. You got to ask this person what's up. You got to eyeball this thing. You got to snap some pictures if you can. I was like, I was like, but, but I wouldn't be skittish around this person seeing my dick. I was like, those guys are all just ignorant. I was like, I, I bet. He is less interested in your cock than you are in his. And matter of fact, I guarantee it because we're all talking about it right now. <laughs> but I want to know more about this penis that this person supposedly have because I see a few possibilities here, right? So, A, this is all bullshit. There's just a guy and they're confusing this whole thing and they were just fucking with Scott. Although it's weird that all the guys turned around and were like, mm. a, like trying to hide their nudity from this person. So I think something might be going on there. So let's, let's go under the circumstance that there is a transsexual here. Maybe it's some sort of art of, like fake penis that's just cosmetic, right? Because like, I know that in some of those pornos you see where there are like enormous penises that are like 14, 20 inches, whatever, and it's like just absurd, like novelty porn. Like those are fake dicks. They like graft onto like a real dick, and it's, it's, it's visual effects. It's, uh, it's makeup effects. And they make it look like the guy has literally a horse cock or something. So like his that. real cock is in there. Yeah, yeah. When you I've see those, like, wondered how they did that. If it's like enormous, like like it's like this big around, then it's like longer than a gun is or something. Like yeah, they've got they, like a fake dick stuck on there. But they fake cum. Somewhere and all along stuff. the way, someone told me that like the monster cocks are an extension onto an existing cock. Like you take That's your. That's what exi- I'm describing. Well, what you're saying is a little different. Like it, what you're describing is kind of like an oven mitt that fits on top all the way to the base. That's how I picture it. But what I always thought it was was more like a dildo that attaches to the tip. So whenever I didn't see any like break in the middle, I was like, I guess that's a real cock. I don't know. It just seems too big, but I so I'm not an expert. But I know there's definitely those that go down to the base. But there are, of course, those that, that stop in the middle. You can get those on Amazon, I think. Let's see. <laughs> Let's this. But, but, but I want to know more about this because if this person somehow got, um, I, I, I don't know. What, like, like, they didn't grow a dick. Like, they didn't, they didn't do that. Yeah, here's a penis extender. This thing. Yeah, I see one. But this is, wouldn't fool anybody. In, no, not, a, not even in the slightest. And, like, she doesn't have anything to attach on to either, presumably. So. Yeah, I, I don't know. Said he didn't see any straps or anything. <laughs> like, I would totally be like, all right. Did fired? you used to be a girl? Yes. My friends and I, I saw your cock. What gives? <laughs> what gives? What gives is perfect. Like, 
You know, it, like, it's huge. I, I put mine away. How'd they do that? And and I, I feel like if someone said that to me, I'd be like, huh, I'm glad you like it. Like, I'll explain. I, I didn't hide my nudity because I was embarrassed. I hid it because I was ashamed. <laughs> that's, not, that's pretty related. But <laughs> it's I different. Hit it, I hid it because I was inadequate. You'd be embarrassed in front of a woman, but you wouldn't be ashamed. Well, I guess it depends. But in any case, I want to know more about this situation. Mm. I need to know if this is a, a rubber dick, if it's a... A, uh, a cadaver cock if it's a homegrown penis of some kind I, I need to know what did they take some parts of her and fabricate them into this thing like that's what I thought I, they did they, they, they took her vagina canal brought it inside out the other way and turned it into a penis but I can't explain why it would look like exterior skin no so I, and I'm missing some pieces here of the puzzle um, but the whole thing to me was just hilarious. And I, I got to know more great. about this. I, I'm going to push him to... He's looking at some other job that pays, um, that has a different pay structure that he likes better that he's thinking about switching to. So I'm hoping he sticks where he is long enough that uh, I, I get to find out more about this person. That's I want to know. So while I can't speak for his industry in particular, like, you know, welding and stuff, I can say safely that the economy is going well. And... Uh, at least a year ago when I was hiring construction contractors, they were booming. Like it was hard to find people in certain fields, finished carpentry, for example. They just, they were just all stacked up forever. You know, even now, um, I forget. Oh, I wanted to hire a siding guy. He's like, just to let you know, we're solid for four weeks. You know, we wouldn't be looking at your house until four weeks from now. And uh, uh, it says on my screen that I, it's my internet. Hmm, it's my internet. But I wonder how Scott will do when uh, when the economy is not booming like it is right now. I hope it's awesome. Oh, are you coming back? Are you there? Mic check. It um, it's my fault. I usually have the most reliable internet that um that you'll find, and right now I don't. So uh. I'm sorry. I don't know where to go from here. I, I can see that um, Think he's trying to reconnect, but uh, it's not reconnecting. Oh, he says, Kyle says he can hear me, but I'm doing a ping test, like just ping in Google to see if I, and it says I have no connection. So um, it, it must be a really bad connection or something. But uh, anyway, I hope that Scott has as much success in a down economy as he does in an up one. I hope that it's not really, uh, um, you know. Well, how many dicks should we all? <laughs> that came in just for a second. Uh, but anyway, we're nearly an hour into the show. I, with these internet connection things, I guess it's a good time to call it a wrap and, and call PKN a success. I really thought this was a good episode between the fire talk and uh, obviously Kyle excels at tranny talk. Uh, I like the show. So if you guys did too, then check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash PKA. And, um, and maybe you'd like the, the version with the video. So uh, uh, anyway, that's PKN episode 60. I hope you enjoyed it and have a good day.